Hello, welcome to Amateur Hour, everyone. How are you doing tonight, Trent? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. And no offense, I think as a Vikings fan, I think you're pretty happy right now being able to pod not watch yeah. the second half here, man. Not even watching it. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, if anything, we, we knew the Eagles were going to be legit. And with all the injuries you got going on right now, just come out less injured and, and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't. We we're close until we decide to fumble it literally every time we touch the ball. I I've read up on on the game of football. It's not a good sign when you do that. Not not great. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. So. Four turnovers in three quarters, usually not great. Unfortunately, we know from this past weekend as well, one turnover can be the difference in, in a in the whole game. So yeah, one pick six. <sighs> Between Thursday night football pick six and and with the Chiefs and uh, and pick six within the Seahawks game, I I'm I'm sick of defense now, man. Except when my team does, and then I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but we'll we'll uh, we'll jump into it here, man. Uh, pretty easy, or I guess not easy, but uh, Texas beat Alabama this weekend. It was probably the biggest game of the weekend. Beat them yep. 34-24. When was the last non-conference home loss for Alabama? Oof. Got to be 2005, 2004. You're close. It was a uh, 2007 when I think it was, I believe it was Saban's first year, but they lost to Louisiana Monroe 21 14. Unacceptable. Oh, well, I'd be, oh man. Well, <laughs> would be you now. Know how unacceptable it was from some of the videos you heard from the sidelines. Holy hell, they were a. Uh, them Bama fans, they, they they lose two games in a season, and uh, their whole year's over, man. Yep, they're done. But it's okay. Um, college football playoff committee. It's a, It was an early loss. Early <laughs> yeah. in the season. You know, good loss. That was a good loss early in the season, so it should be fine. They they lost at the right time, Trent. They, we'll, they, yeah. they, they planned it. We'll sneak them in. No, I mean, I mean, did you say you caught you caught any of that one at all? I didn't. I just saw the score. Yeah, I this past week I was up uh, fishing in northern Minnesota, so uh, didn't catch much college football outside of the Seahawks game. <laughs> what a just if you had to choose one game, <laughs> yeah. even they're my favorite team, and boy, what a yeah, chose the, that oh. Texas game, anything now, what a, yeah. what a terrible one. <laughs> but uh, no, I uh, unfortunately, man, I think Texas, and not to sound cliche, I think they're back. I think yeah. they, they've got they've got some top talent, and and they're not squandering top talent. Now we're a whole two games into the season, but I mean, Sark actually looks competent. He's he's. I mean, he went in there. He he's done what someone has done in what's that? Sixteen years now. Uh, I mean, yeah. Good good for them. Honestly, when we take them down in in uh, at the end of the season, it'll feel that much better, right? Yeah. Um. You know, Sam Ellinger. He he called it like seven years ago. They're back, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um. Sam Ellinger, first one to say it. He called yeah. Gibbs on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Texas looks really good right now, so they can be a big 12 team for now. Yeah, they, they're looking good. Oklahoma, uh, they had their own little controversy. That that one, I, I think, was um, warranted. But, I mean, they're looking pretty good. I, I mean, unfortunately, the biggest thing they got to worry about is um, 
uh, Lebby, their offensive coordinator, brought Art Bryles, who's his, who is his father-in-law, onto the field on Saturday. And um, Oklahoma, and everyone's going, well, what's the big deal? Well, we all remember what Art Bryles did at, at Baylor and what he covered up. I don't think any school would ever want that associated with them. And, it, you know, seeing fans' reactions, he was very callous on yeah. the – on the field or in the interviews when they're talking about it, it's like, man, like you're, you're trying to say, well, he's family. It's like, yeah, but if other family members of other, of other team members did that, they probably don't want him on the field either. <laughs> so I, I don't know. The big, big 12 is looking a little better. I mean, hell Baylor, they made it a game at least with Utah um, yep. at the end there, uh, you know, Texas tech, they squandered that one, man. They, they had Oregon. They, yeah. But, you know, by the you know what, and they yeah. let it, let him go. Yeah, I saw just a little bit of that one. No, so I mean, a lot of, I don't know if there's any real big overreaction other than I mean, should we just get the Dion talk out of the way? Fine. <laughs> um, you're not going to believe this, but they in Colorado won. Good, nice job. They have doubled their win total from last year, but the problem was Nebraska made it personal with Dion. Oh. Everything's personal with Dion. Matt Rule actually woke up on the wrong side of the bed on Saturday, last Saturday. That was personal to Dion. Dion. He did not want him on that side of the bed. Yep. Yep. But uh, Brad just said Texas won him some money this weekend. I'd say I didn't put any money on that game. I was too... I don't know. I, I, I've honestly, before the game, I probably would have picked Alabama to win. I just, until I saw that moment, I had to see Texas finally overcome it because that was the, I believe that was the first top three, uh, uh, top three win they've had since 2009. I mean, wow. I would say it's had multiple of those since then. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I mean, I, I just don't, it, it, it feels good knowing that they're back. And honestly, th- this is the this is what the SEC wanted, man. Th- this is oh the, for sure. Uh, this is a team that they fully expected, and everyone's going, "When the fuck have we? We haven't seen that since 2009, or maybe with Colt McCoy." You know? Yeah, for sure. That's why a couple weeks ago on the pod, I think a question got brought up of who we think will do better in the SEC, and I said Texas. I honestly think that. Mm-hmm. Right now, I would say, and. and I think Venables got has got him going the right direction. They're looking pretty good, and that yep. Gabriel's a pretty good quarterback. But you know, and again, th- this is just overreaction for week two. We can get into conference play, and that's going to upend because you you know as well as I do, everyone's giving Texas and Oklahoma their best effort for the sure rest of the year. Yep. But well, let, I would say, uh, do you want to get into Cyhawk? Do you did you want to talk? We we went over like Tez Walker a little bit for uh, North Carolina pre pod. Um, yeah, yeah with the ineligibility happen. stuff, you know, he's out for the rest of the year now. We were kind of looking this up. There really wasn't a great explanation as to why, other than yeah. his transferring. But then you get uh, JT, JT Daniels, who can just transfer every year and never have to sit out, is never yeah. ineligible. I don't get it. Why the NCAA is so inconsistent on this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, before we logged on here, we were talking about this. It seems like they pick on um, the little guy, you know, uh, JT Daniels, he was at Georgia and, you know, it's Georgia, whatever, you know, UNC, they're still up there, but it's football. So it's not like 
the Bamas, the Georgias, the Texases, you know, uh, it's not UNC basketball for sure. Oh yeah. If it were UNC basketball, he would be eligible immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the, the, the example I brought up when we were talking earlier was Lucas Steiger for Iowa state. This was like in 2009, 2010, when he came over from Europe to play, uh, for Iowa state, he was ineligible for a whole year because he played on a team in Europe that some guys were accepting money because they were professionals. Some guys weren't because they were not. Luca was not accepting mm-hmm. money, but the NCAA, you know, Hey, somebody on your team accepted money, sit out of here. And I just feel like that's just what this is. It's they, they pick and choose who they want to punish and who they don't at the time. It's just, it's kind of weird. Well, speaking of that, man, you, you need to start feeling bad because they were getting punished because they were starting to get threats. I, I heard that. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. Like, like you, I, first off, if you're sending death threats over that, holy shit, you're a fucking loser. You don't have yeah. a, a life, but, but also yeah. it's like, what did you expect when you were bending the rules over for every little thing? I think everyone wants to kind of forget that we had a global pandemic that is causing a bunch of the, these backlogged players still playing. Yeah. Like, dude, like this was the easiest, Hey, I want to transfer and fi- finish my college career. You, you know, and all of a sudden, it just no, we can't do it because he played what he played a uh, one game at Kent State, and then the uh, everything went to shit. You know, it, yep. it just it makes no damn sense. That could have been the easiest win for him, and the way they just dre- it's also the manner in the they do that. That should have been. They said that they had ruled him ineligible, but they didn't announce it, and they drug their feet for these appeals until after the first game. Like it, it, it looks so sloppy, and they wonder why they're we're starting to see these privatized changes of, you know, going to, why do you think ESPN and Fox have so much control over it? Cause the NCAA doesn't They're They are mm-hmm. just, I mean, honestly, if, if, if you could put a face on incompetence into the NCAA. Yeah. I feel like the NCAA is just losing and losing and losing power. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're going to have no, authority over any of this stuff in a few years just because all these tv deals and the realignments and um being able to for these players to accept money um i feel like the ncaa is kind of losing it yeah well and and i think you know it's it's giving credence to these ideas that you're hearing about Oh, all of a sudden now they're going to break away in the Ohio states and Georgia's and Bama's the in Texas the big money maker programs even you know not even all the SEC but you're gonna it's gonna be like basically NFL minor league and it's gonna yeah. they're not gonna break away and it's like that wouldn't be happening if you had you know competent leadership that was making correct decisions and was consistent and any anything else a good business would do and they're and they're just not man yeah yeah for sure yep so. I don't know that. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about Mel, Mel, uh, Mel Tucker. I mean, what what a what a fucking idiot, man. I, I don't. I, I'm not going to speculate on everything, but it's like of all people that could or could not have, why'd you choose a sexual assault awareness counselor? Yeah, you could have chosen <laughs> any any woman else in the world with a 94 million dollar contract, and that's the one you, you go after. The one that you can lose it all in a weekend. <laughs> just insane so well i i think we've been putting it off long enough and we already got some people in the chat that are uh wanting to ask about it um cyhawk iowa cheated no 
Iowa played a perfect <laughs> game. Uh, they won 20 to 13. Uh, Iowa covered uh, minus three. And you're going to be shocked with the under of 36 head. Absolutely shocked. <laughs> Nobody should be shocked, actually. This is uh, two defensive teams and two offenses who just can't find it. Um, and Iowa, I mean, their offense only scored 13 points. They had that pick six. Um, yep. Just a. Uh, I don't know, a deflating game, I think. Um, it, and that one is such a just punch to the gut every single time. It is. Excuse me, because no offense, this is not – Iowa's offense, I think, was disappointing, and you can ask any of their fans. Their, their offense is still disappointing, even getting these big transfers. I mean, a lot of them were besides Colorado. Col- Colorado killed the transfer game. But, you know, Iowa was up there and getting some of these top transfers for yep. – having just enough of an offense with that, what was supposed to be great defense. And, you know, I felt on the first drive and towards the end when they, well, they started playing prevent, you know, we were actually driving very well and it wasn't the Iowa defense of the past, but outside the first drive. And then besides, besides the last two drives, that middle is where they just kill you every single time. And it's just a boring slug out fight every single time. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is the Iowa state, Homer and me or not, mm-hmm. but you know, Iowa state got that ball first and they mm-hmm. marched down the field. Like you could tell um, they had swagger. They were feeling it. They just got down there. They kind of stalled out, kicked that field goal gets blocked. Obviously doesn't go through the uprights. We go come away with no points that sucked the life out of everything. It, yeah. it sucked the life out of the fans the stadium, the energy was gone. I feel like the team, um, I mean, I feel like if you come away with points there, mm-hmm. Iowa State's feeling good. You've got a lead. And I think the middle 90% of that game doesn't go like that. I feel like Iowa State yeah. would continue to move the ball and who knows, maybe win that game. But that one maybe. split second where that kick gets blocked is that was it. it you know what it, it, it legit felt like and everyone in the stadium felt it was here we go again every oh. single time it happens man just yep for sure and, and 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 honestly i don't know it's you know we were week one we got special teams we're amazing and we saw some of the blunders that we had and and i mean think this sounds bad i would rather have been blocked than to have a kicker last year that was missing consistently this one was yeah. like, this isn't on the kicker, and he did what he needed to. Um, I was at the game. Yeah, the, the crowd was deflated. You were hearing a bunch of first downs, and we're all doing the, the you know, uh, cycle and first down. We're all excited. And it was a, oh, we were sitting right next to the student section, and they're, they're still drunk and screaming. But it was, it was very, very deflating. Yeah, yeah, that just sucked the energy out of everything. Yeah, and I don't know. Give, give it to Iowa. Their defense stepped up. They, you know, got that huge pick six. That was a difference in the game right there. Mm-hmm. And Brian Ferentz, he, uh, he deserves to give his defensive coordinator a big, gigantic hug. Are we losing you, Bryant? 
we might be losing Brian anyway. Um, it, it, but yeah, after that was blocked, it, it was it a here we go again thing. And, and then you knew that this game was just going to be this slug fest, just like it always has been. I don't know if I would rather, um, be like this every year. This is the way it is every year. Um, at least, you know, we're not getting blown out again, uh, like we used to. So Iowa state is hanging in the, these games with a defensive team like Iowa. So I think our defense is still pretty good after that, only giving up 13 offensive points. So can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. I'd say it looks like I might knock my microphone out, which is fine. I got, I got a face for radio, so we'll, we'll make it work. But, <laughs> um, a couple things that I noted with being at the game, um, all these commercials, and we've heard about it. If people are yeah. doing timers, and you know, at home it's even boring when you're watching on TV on on a phone. Um, one, if you've been in Jack Trice, at least we actually had phone reception. I was able to get a hold of people, getting my grievances out. You know, during the middle part of that game, holy hell, there is so much just wrong with how many commercials that are going on. You, you know, and and I felt like Kirk, I can't remember if I believe it was the third or fourth quarter, we were actually getting somewhat of a drive going, and he called the timeout at the perfect time. And, you know, typically, okay, here's your TV, 30-second time, excuse me, timeout. And even when you're listening on the radio, quick 30 seconds, and it's almost like they're cutting back and they're already at the play. Every single commercial, every single timeout took at least five minutes, and that is that's going to be, if you're on defense and you're gassed, that's going to be huge. But when you got an offense and you're getting momentum going and you get a five minute timeout, all of a sudden it's just like, holy hell, everything is a screeching halt. And every time, every timeout, I felt like you're sitting here. It's like, okay, we're about to be back. And you look at on the field, they have these timers, giant timers. So the, um, so the press boxes can see. And every time it was like another 90 seconds until we were back and, and you were just, it, it, it's really killing the game right now. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, that is a huge, you know, momentum killer. Um, I did see a thing that said they timed it and there's just as many minutes of commercial than there is of actual football being played on the TV, which that's unacceptable. You know, they got this whole running clock thing, you know, makes the game go faster. I don't think they're any faster. There's less football, but the TV slot is no less anymore because mm -hmm. of the commercial longer. If, if I can say one, if there's ever any good thing about it, I'm really feeling confident in betting these unders, man, because I had the under in the Kansas, mm -hmm. Illinois game. And I got that by about half a point. And there's quite a few games where you start getting momentum. You, you know, it's a slow turn in the first half. Second half, you start going, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, and the game's over because we've had a, basically a running clock the whole damn time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you – especially in up on this uh, upcoming weekend, you know, I already bet the Iowa under when it was at 44 uh, versus Western Michigan. And every other school has put up 50 versus Western Michigan. Syracuse put up 58 versus them. Um, first off, Iowa's offense isn't going to do that this weekend, but because of this damn running clock and running Ferentz ball – it's it's not going to hit 43 and, and if it does whatever but i don't think anyone is betting that side of the again uh, you just have to be a lot more cautious of the overs now yep so um watching that game what were the positives you thought about uh iowa or iowa state 
You know, I thought our running backs were really good again. Uh, I don't think they ran the ball with a, a huge number in yards per carry, but I don't think our offensive line. So you asked me what was good. I don't think our offensive line was great again. Yeah. Um, so that kind of worries me, but when they did do okay, the running backs were good. I, I still think Cartavius Norton is really good in Abu Sama. I think he's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Norton and Sama, as we're talking about, things are good. They're only averaging about three yards a carry, but, yeah. but man, that I mean, that that Iowa defense, uh, that those those linemen, there's not like a this is the NFL player but they were getting off those blocks fast. And I think that might be a little bit of a younger line as well, but that's what, that's what they should be doing then. You, you know, they mm-hmm. were, they were breaking these blocks and they were doing what they needed to. And when we had creative play calls, that wasn't shallow crosses and shallow outs. We were doing fine, but mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's just, it's starting to feel a little bit like Campbell is doing what Ference has done with his offensive coordinators and we're starting to see the same game plan come through. And it's, we have this young stud offensive coordinator, supposedly, and we're doing the same play calls. It's not bubble screens like Rhodes, but we're, we're, get, we're playing this conservative game calls. And at the end, it, it did work when I was playing prevent and letting everything in front of them. But it, it just feels like we're getting very conservative with what we can do. And I think some of that is getting the confidence in Rocco Beck. Because I think as... as as much as the score doesn't show it, he had a lot of drops. He had, or I'm sorry, his wide receivers had a lot of drops. Mm-hmm. I believe the adjusted um, catch percentage was about 70 percent. If his if his uh, guys had caught it, um, I'm I'm still feeling pretty good, man. After these yep. first two games, I don't think my opinion changes at all. If anything, I'm feeling a little bit better because you know we got the rough Iowa game out of the way, and I think that's going to be one of the better defenses we're going to play all year you know played you and i that does play tough they didn't have the athletes so we at least got the win of the confidence i think going into ohio as much as everyone is kind of hyping them up i'm feeling really good about us going in there kicking the shit out of them on the road and getting into a good headspace going to the big 12 yep yeah i believe the receivers had seven or eight drops (laughs) if i remember right are you yeah. was it? Are you talking the uh, Cyclones or the Chiefs? I've I've seen too many drop passes these first this first week here. Yeah. yeah, no, you'd think that number was between both, but it's not. It's just Iowa State. Yeah. So I, I don't know, and, and that's where it's I and I listen to the Cyclone Fanatics as well. Those those guys got to make plays. You, you know, we're not going to be able to do anything if you're yeah. dropping eight passes in a game. And again, is that going to make a difference versus Iowa? Uh, maybe a little bit. If anything, we can play the we can play the uh, field uh, position game. Because that was another thing, man. As much as I was worried about their offense, because we can talk shit all we want, Cade McNamara what, you know, was legit coming out of Michigan, coming to Iowa. Um, our defense held its own, man. We haven't – sure. I'm not going to say elite. Very good. But, but you can't be an elite defense and over-pursue and have a running back get that – set. Uh, I believe it was 56-yard carry. And that was the difference. You know, that was a big difference in the game. Um yeah. I can't. It was. Um. It was another third down that we were we we're closing a, out on them, and they pass. had the tight end get behind the safety. Yeah. You, you can't have that, man. And unfortunately, we're expecting perfection out of this unit that is very good, and very good wasn't enough to beat Iowa, who literally went perfect on penalties. Was at the pick six, 
and their defense did just enough. Yeah, and you know we talk about everything that was just so deflating, and those are when it's third and one, third and two, you're looking for a huge stop, and then they gash you for sixty five yards. Like, yeah, just oh, terrible. that was <laughs> that that was another um, you know people getting mad online. Everyone's like, look how fast this Iowa running back was when he broke through and he ran. I think it was like 20 and a half miles an hour. Very fast. And everyone's like, what about the DB that was behind him and caught up? And he yeah. ran, I think it was TJ Tampa ran, it was like ran, running 22 miles an hour. Yeah. So, oh, and Jeremiah Cooper, man, dude, he was, everyone was TJ Tampa, TJ yeah. Tampa. Cooper is the best DB in the state of Iowa with name Cooper. I don't, I don't know any yeah. others that, that can I don't be. Yeah, three picks. <laughs> and the Iowa receiver that said that there's plenty of opportunity that, yeah, he, he had just as many receptions as Cooper. So, yeah, yeah. Which I, we I can sure. we can talk about that and laugh and joke at that all we want, but we st- our team still lost. So yeah, yeah see, that, that's <laughs> what we have to. We got to feel good about something, man. Yeah. Um, I did get a kick out of that about it. He had one catch for 14 yards, and um, I I kind of got a kick out of uh um re- their their wide receiver Rico, the one that was calling the the call bullshit. Oh, the yeah. there. So I don't know. He don't worry though. Um, I, I read he got reprimanded Ooh. and, and I know what you're asking is, so what's a reprimand? Well, it's a reprimand. It's just a yeah. circular definition of nothing from the big 10. And he was right. Like what the fuck is the big 10 going to do? You can't <laughs> find me. Are you going to yeah. make me sit? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I really wonder if it's more like a, you know, you get like that the code of conduct morals you know i'm sure there's something in there that they can kind of mash us into but that that might have opened the window for a lot of people that are going to say you know what actually it was a horseshit fucking call all this <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah the, the coaches don't do that because they can be fined yeah players, exactly. yeah what are you gonna do to me well brian ferentz says it all in the office when he doesn't answer the press afterwards so. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, do you see what the uh, points per game meter's at? Uh, so it ain't great. They've scored, yeah. what, 44? Yeah, so. they're at 44 total points, averaging 22 points a game. And I, I also, the third tracker I put on here is uh, they're averaging, or they have six points from uh, defense and special teams. So not great right now, man. So take. So would that be 19 points per game from the offense then? Yeah, yeah, I guess technically yeah, 19 <laughs> points. I don't know, man. I, I just – it almost feels like – in that game also, to give up Iowa credit as much as it hurts me, they had they had dropped passes that were behind us and could have gone for touchdowns. And they oh, just, for sure. You, you know, the, but if you're Iowa, though, you have to you, – you do not have the margin of error like some of these other teams that are higher profile, have faster offenses – You've got to start converting those. Otherwise, as good as yep. your defense is, same thing with Iowa State. If you don't convert the easy ones, you're going to lose these very, very winnable games. Yeah, I noticed that too. Like there was a couple that's like, oh man, that you know that could have been a touchdown. Um, for Iowa's defense, uh. The, uh, our, I'm sorry, our, for our defense, um, our defense held Iowa to nine first downs in the game. That is the fewest we have allowed in a loss since 1991, and it has happened only three times in 40 years where we, we've allowed less than 10 first downs in loss. Two of them are Iowa. 
just like <laughs> like I'm saying, this is just the ugly game that it is every single yeah. freaking year, and it's just exhausting on our end. I'm sure yeah. it's exhilarating on the winning side, but it's not on our side. Yeah, you, and that's just the thing. Like we get into this game and we change. Iowa State just changes their. I don't want to say they change their game plan or their philosophy, but it's just like you can't out Iowa, Iowa. They're so good at it. They're going to beat your, and I say that people, you know, hear me say that and they think I'm making fun of Iowa or um, saying it's like, it's a bad thing. Cause it's not, they know how to do this and win. Mm -hmm. You cannot out Iowa, Iowa, cause they will beat you every time. You can out conservative Kirk. That's all. I No. Heard. Yeah. <laughs> and 200th win by Kirk. Nice job. Had to get it versus few, Iowa State. Few, few, a few from from his days at Maine. A lot of them from the Iowa Hawkeyes. So nice job yeah. on him. Um, you know he he hit that mile mile marker. Maybe him and Ference at the end of the year are just gonna split. Oof. Keep Brian. I'm okay with that. Yeah, he can be Kirk. their next head coach. <laughs> Actually, sadly, I don't even know if I want Kirk out of there, man. They might actually bring someone in that wants to do something about this offense and change up everything and, and bring in more athletes. I, I don't want to see that. No. Yeah, we don't. We don't, I need, wanna... don't need that. <laughs> David, uh, he sent me his uh, his notes on uh, the Iowa, Iowa State. He said Iowa's still under 25 points. Played decent, but definitely sloppy in areas still. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was on the winning side of this. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there would be not much more. Everyone knows it was an ugly win. Yeah, and and all they care about is is the is the Cyhawks back in Iowa City. So. And the, yeah, they get a oh. little tally under the W column. So, by the way, I I saw a lot of discourse on Twitter afterwards, and I was very frustrated after like all Saturday. It just brought me down. Sunday back to normal, but yeah, on on Saturday I read so many stupid tweets and Facebook posts. And comments and everyone, we need to look at someone else other than Matt Campbell. He's just not a great coach, and it's just all coach speak. It's like, will you shut the hell? Up? This, yeah, who this are you guy gonna go get? To, exactly. We, oh yeah, we're just gonna, you know, let's just uh, buy out Brian Kelly and bring him up to Iowa State. I think yeah. that's the the play. You know, what? Saban's probably done with Alabama's super high standards. Let's just come here and win a title or two. Yeah, the, there are people that are just so at like. Like again, he thankfully he didn't leave when the when the, the when it lions. Was yeah, and he when could the lions have. are after him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know I think it has cooled off for him. But to act like we're better than losing to if we if we lose to Iowa every year and then we have we're going bowling and we can get that decent in conference schedule, I could give a, a I could give a shit less whether we lose to Iowa every year. This I would be. It. Everybody's like, you can't beat Iowa. He can't beat Iowa. It's like, mm-hmm. there's Iowa's still pretty good. Like, yeah, it's not like we're losing. Oh, they can't beat uh, directional Michigan school. We we can't beat those guys. No, mm-hmm. it's it's Iowa. <laughs> Come we're, on, we're, yeah, we're acting like they haven't averaged like eight to nine wins the last decade. Yeah, or, you know, or three. It's not like we're two, three, and nine teams, and we can't beat the other three and nine team. We're, exactly. we're playing a perennial, consistent bull, you know, bull eligible team. Yep. They have, you know, and they have the inside track on a lot of the in-state talent too. I know yep. they just signed a four-star, like six-eight tackle, you know, out of Cedar Rapids. I mean, that that's what we're up against. We have a we're going against a uh, 
coach with the longest tenure in the NCAA. They're going to have some consistency. Yep. You know what Kirk's? Do you know what Kirk's record after this first uh, eight years at Iowa versus Iowa State was? Not great. Two and six. Yep. Now Matt is one and seven. So congrats, Hawks. You got one one win on us there. But it's the same. If you want to have consistency, you you gotta you're gonna have to keep powering through it. And if yep. and if a Cyhawk loss is what makes you think uh, we need to get rid of Matt Campbell, honestly, simply you're an idiot. The, 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 yep. He's the best coach we've had in history. I was just going to say the same thing. He's the best coach Iowa State has ever had, and you want to get rid of him. Yeah, there, and, and, and you remember, you know, in history, there's going to be different moments. McCarney brought us into the modern era. Rhodes had his couple good years. There, there are different periods of that. Don't act like he's not the best just overall coach here yeah. that we've had ever, you know, except when, you know, Pop Warner coached for us in 1908. So I guess yeah. number two, I guess. No, yeah. I, I mean, the dude won a New Year's Six Bowl. Come on. Yeah. My my favorite is everyone that tries to discount that. Well, it was COVID year. It's like, so did not everyone else deal with COVID? Or, or we were the only one that didn't have COVID in it. Yeah. Iowa State didn't have COVID, so they were full strength. Everybody else wasn't. Mm-hmm. And in case, uh, you know, we need to add more to it, because now we're being just sourpusses, but Ames <laughs> and Iowa City were two of the, like, top four at one point in the world in COVID. Um transmissions so like don't act like it was just like i was in we're in the middle of cornfields and no one's near us so there's no transmission <laughs> it's it's a legit year and suck it that's all we can say yeah you know? but no good good on iowa i would say like i said i'm glad it's over with now everyone yep. can go back to just not hating on the cyhawk and can enjoy their bowl games and stuff but um anything else from this week that you wanted to uh wrap up otherwise i was just going to go over the the two iowa teams for the weekend yeah let's do that and say, well, Iowa State, they're the first game on the slate here on Saturday. They are a three-point favorite currently at Ohio. Over under 42.5 here. Game is at 11 o'clock on ESPNU. Um, Matt Campbell and John Heacock said this is the best offense we've faced this year, and it is going to be a challenge for us. The whole best offense thing isn't wrong, I don't think, because <laughs> Northern Iowa's wasn't great, and Iowa's definitely ain't. Um on there and well, and they're even saying, and like I personally don't think this is a, meant to be a shot, but they're saying that Rourke, who was their quarterback last year, that led them to you know nine wins. He's saying that's quarterback, best quarterback we're, we may face all year. You know, one of the yeah. for sure up until this point. Yeah, I mean Ohio, they're a, a bowl team every year, but they're coming out of the MAC. I, I mm-hmm. mean Iowa State goes on the road to a MAC school is still kind of weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think Iowa state wins by two touchdowns. I, I think this three point favorite thing is a little small. Uh, I, just, I I don't know. I think Iowa state wins by a couple touchdowns here. I would, I've, uh, you know, my Homer is in the back. I'm insulted by how low that spread is right now. I know our yeah. offense didn't look great versus a good Iowa defense, not the best that they've had, but a very good Iowa defense. We're not going to have eight drops in the game. We're, we're not going to be facing as tough of a defense. We're going to be fine. Like you said, this is going to be at least a two-touchdown win. Yep. And I you know, and I think at this point, I'm actually, as much as I hate playing at Ohio, I'm okay with our first road game of the year being at a MAC school and yeah. being yep. easier comparable to Big 12. I Yep, I totally agree there. So I, th- I don't know. I think um, we have bigger athletes, I think, 
you know, being a power five school, uh, hopefully our offensive line uh, can move some people, um, kind of redeem themselves from last game, uh, mm-hmm. and just get a good feel for that. I, I don't know, uh, get some good mojo going into the Big 12 by moving some lesser athletes around. I don't know. Yeah. And th- this is kind of the get right game. We do it yeah. every single year. FCS game, closer than what it should be, get right. Iowa typically kicks our ass. Next is the get right game for the actual Big 12 season in Big 12. So, yep. um, I don't know. I, like I said, I think that one's pretty straightforward. I think we're going to, I think we're going to win. I haven't bet the over under on that. I, I'd have to bet under right now, man. I think our defense is going to hold them pretty well, Yep. but I don't think our offense is going to score. So same thing, probably with the Iowa game. I just, I think this will kind of be a boring game, but if we're on the winning side of things, obviously, I'm okay with a boring win. Yeah, twenty-one-seven. I we we called two touchdowns. Twenty-one-seven. Hit, it's the under. We win by two touchdowns, stress-free. Whatever. Yeah, like, can we? Yeah, can we just have a stress-free game? Not as many drops. We're not asking for much here. Yeah, I mean that thirty to nine you and I game. If we had that same score, totally happy. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. I, I think this this will be a good get right game by Rocco. Hopefully yep. he can be get get enough experience and then maybe see what JJ does. I'll be honest when when you have two young guys and you keep switching between them. That going back to the Iowa game real quick. I'm glad they just kept Rocco in. I, they said yeah. they're going to go with two the whole game or two in the game, and I thought that was going to be the the dumbest thing to lose a young guy's confidence. Is yep. yeah, let's just keep switching quarterbacks and let's get the rhythm not down with our receivers too. Just just pick one, rip the bandit off, and just move with it. You know. Yeah. They like I say, if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero. There you go. Trent Nelson, first person to ever say that. Yep. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, Western Michigan, twenty-eight and a half point underdogs at Iowa. Over under forty-two points. Game is at uh two thirty on uh, Big Ten Network. I want to. I gotta know. If that is the sm- the smallest difference between a spread and an overall point total, because that is incredible that it's 13 and a half 13 points. And a half. Oh, that, so I mean, so what do they have at 35 7? I ain't yeah. 35 points in this game. Do you think? No, haven't seen it yet. Is Western Michigan's defense worse than Utah State? I don't. I don't know, man. They they, came they only up, like, scored twenty four versus the only the only scored twenty four versus Utah State. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and that's where this running clock and Ferentz ball comes to play. He's okay yeah. with winning by three touchdowns, so then he's just going to slow it down. When no offense, in reality, not even to save his job, I think they need to start doing some hurry up and get more reps with Kate out there because this yeah. could just be a timing thing with these receivers. And if you're going to be just going conservative in these kind of the get right games. When you have to versus Northwestern, as much as much as they're a bad, but they're a Power Five school versus a Nebraska who's looked, they didn't look the greatest versus Colorado. They they looked enough. You know, Minnesota's always going to be a tough out. Wisconsin with Luke Fickle. I mean, this is the game you need to really push the issue. Yeah. And to, I'll be honest, I just don't see it, man. My I just, my thing with that though is the whole point twenty five points per game thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if they score 20, so it's what seven wins and 25 points. You know, if they have 
eight, nine wins. They go to a good bowl game and average 22 points a game. That contract gets ripped up. Yeah. It has to. No, exactly. Who cares now, how many points per game you score if you win 10 games? Now, if they lose a couple games specifically because of the offense and then they have the 22, yeah, that yep. then it'll start getting some eyes. But, yep. Um, yeah, I like I said, I just got kind of same thing with Texas. I got to see a score 28 before I think you're going to cover this. I can realistically see this game being 34 to 3 or 7 or something. But I, I just went conservative. I bet the under. I think that's just going to be the safer of the two. I just this will be the game if they do it. The, the rest of the year they ain't going to win by twenty eight points. So I think they're going to force the issue here. I just don't see Western Michigan doing anything. No matter even this is this is not one of the better Iowa defenses we've seen in some time. Yep, I agree there. So I I don't know. Other than that, I mean I there's not really the great matchups is next weekend is going to be where all the huge matchups are going to be coming up here. Um, so, I mean, this is, like I said, this is just going to be get right. I think for everyone. And then you're going to have the Notre Dame, Ohio state game. And it, I believe Florida state Clemson, there is a shit ton of good games on the slate for, for week four. Yeah. What I haven't really looked real close at, uh, this coming week. What do we have here? Um, Jesus. For just overall, like top teams, I'm looking at like top 25. Well, I know you're worried. Dion's going to play in prime time again. Third for a team that had one win last year, they're playing their third prime time game in three in three uh, weeks here. Um, oh, I'll, <laughs> it's it's honestly becoming a very funny running bit going on. Uh, did you hear that? Legitly, the Colorado State guy. Um, fed into him. He, he oh he yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, you know, grown men they talk without um without hats and sun uh, and sunglasses on. They talk like grown ups. Yep. Dion, it's gonna take it personal. There's um, that bulletin board material. Colorado needs to beat Colorado State. <laughs> they're they're like 23 point favorites. I'll be honest. Yeah. Hearing all this. I get that Norvell, he, he, what, what's he going to say? That, oh, yeah, they're going to kick the shit out of us? No, he can't yeah. say that. But, like, when, when you do that, everyone knows that you're you're going to, they're going to have a reason to really, you know, bring it home, really, you know, run you over. It's going to be fourth quarter. It's going to be a four-touchdown game, and they're going to keep going for touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So I bet the Colorado spread. Because if Deion's going to annoy me all season with taking it personal – I better start winning some money off of him because I yeah. I can't take it, man. No one ever believed in him. No, never ever. in his life, man. <laughs> his son either, that four-star recruit. Oh, yeah, Travis Hunter, number one uh, prospect in the country. No, Dude, we doubted just, him too. I'm, I'm sick of hearing about it. God. Oh. Now, here, here. okay, I'll, I'll say something. Yeah. You know, what did I predict them to win three games all year, and they've already won two. Look, yeah. I'll I'll eat some crow. I'm wrong. I was totally wrong on that. But, dude, I will not jump off the train of he's. It, it's just let's shove it down your throat a little bit farther. Mm -hmm. God, I I bet you from the outsider's perspective, Trent, when we're going five star culture, five star culture, five star culture. I bet you I was like, shut the fuck up. It is nope. <laughs> Not as annoying. We haven't had every media, college football media market, just blasting that 
for the last year. You know, you know what this is doing. This is strengthening the. Remember, these are Big Twelve wins until he loses, then it's the Pac twelve. But it, it oh it's just going to strengthen the Big Twelve next year, man. That remember when I just... didn't didn't want him in the Big Twelve, and here we are. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like I said, Ali Crow, I was wrong. Like he's he's doing a good job. Like they're winning football games. He's apparently mm-hmm. being a good coach. But man, I. It's getting very, very annoying. How many times do you think game day will be there this year? There will be some, whether it's like cover three, bar stool, Fox, but I bet you they're there at least over half. So, I mean, that has, well, so this week wouldn't be the third. I bet you it's at least four more games. Some crew will be there. And, you know, I haven't really looked into Colorado's schedule too deep, but do do they play? Oregon? Do they play USC? They play you, Oregon you, next week. That's part of the week four slate. That's going to be incredible. So game day will probably be there. Is it in Eugene or is it in Boulder? I'm getting it pulled up now. I believe it's at home because I, I would say they played a lot of their tough games before. Oh no, I'm sorry. This is at Oregon. Uh, two thirty on ABC so, already. So being at Oregon, that gives ESPN the best excuse to go to a Colorado game two weeks in a row. They will be in Oregon. I guarantee it. Well, yeah, it's well, it's ABC during the day, so I don't know if that dictates if they're gonna, you know, the uh, um, like the primetime game, they might flex it. Uh, Colorado already versus Stanford at home. They're already on ESPN and prime. Uh, well, I say primetime, but nine p.m. at night. They are the only game at that point on ESPN. And then they already at Washington State game on November 17th. They're already on FS1. So they're already on on uh, cable and they're on these big networks. Mm-hmm. You know, that that will be that is always the frustrating thing being Iowa State. We're the you we're one of the smaller brands in the Big 12. It's always ESPN Plus, man. And here mm-hmm. they have multiple you, you know national audiences. Uh, matchups already so uh, good on them man they 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 suffered all last year and they've been bad for a while so i'm glad they're at least getting some hype do they they play usc uh yes they play at usc the following week so game day might be there three weeks in boulder no in los angeles so again they're another excuse oh we're not going to boulder but we're getting colorado on don't don't you worry dude i I wonder if there's like, it's like even, even uh, like you th- think about it, Alabama, Georgia's, they're playing these Weber states. They're playing Louisiana Monroe. Not trying to shit on so many smaller schools, but they play these smaller schools. So they get on SEC network. They get on the ESPN Plus. The, they legit might have a run of five straight weeks on primetime or on on a you know cable television network that isn't streaming only. Yeah. Which in today's day and age, with as much content as I think that's kind of incredible, man. Mm-hmm, for sure. So. so I was just looking at the schedule. There are no top 25 matchups this weekend. Yeah, uh, versus each other. Yes, correct. Yeah, not one. I'm, I'm telling you, week four is going to be huge. Well, we'll have to actually get into it and break down. Hell, maybe we'll have like a pick them contest, see who, uh, see what we can pick here. Let's but do it. It's, uh, I'd say week, week three will kind of be boring. We'll have our boring games at night, and then we'll have Dion to, as our uh, – nightcap here so oh <laughs> um man i'll be honest i really don't have much else i just wanted to get air some yeah. grievances because i was so sad after the cyhawk that was a that's all i had on my mind all week 
glad we could get that off our chest. We feel better now going into this game where we're going to win by two touchdowns at least. Yeah. No stress heading yeah, into no. the Big 12. I, You know how that works with us all the time. The one thing I do for this weekend, I've already got seven bets in for college football. I I, I don't yeah. bet anything other than like college football and college basketball. I'm fucking bad. I've, I've been firing off since Monday night, just getting some of these early spreads. Uh, I'm just saying the, you know, you know, the Iowa state game is going to be no stress at all. You're trying to make it stressful by betting everything. Oh, I, I doubled up my units. I put 10 whole dollars on this game, but, but I caught Iowa state at minus two and a half. I caught it before. Oh my God. Three and I can push. Yeah. Take that any day. That's just like the road to 272 at this last year. It's like, Sundays, I'm just like sitting there watching every score. Like, okay, what was my bet yeah. on this game? What was my bet on this game? Like, this is a little stressful. Now I'm just, I didn't, I haven't bet on any football this year. So I'm like, eh. if you are into betting, and I know it tells you on like Caesars, and I don't know about FanDuel, I don't really use other than just the one. I'm going to tell you, I'm a very analytical guy and I do it on action. So I do have to kind of double enter. Mm-hmm. But, man, it makes it so much easier. I will see if I can get my screen to show on here. But it's so much nicer when I just have all of the games, all the spreads. And, like, during a matchup, like right now, I have Philly minus 7 and over 48.5. It kind of gives you a quick read. You can see it's green there. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a very good shot of winning that bet. If yeah. you're losing it, you can take a quick glance at is everything good or is everything shit? You know? So in that game or so in that app, do you just put in what you got it at or what? Cause last year I downloaded that. Cause I knew mm-hmm. I was going to make about 300 NFL bets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never really used it. I, I didn't dig too much into so, it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the, There's also, if you pay monthly subscription, they have some inside gamblers that will give you certain picks. It's gambling. There's never going to be, a straight up, you know, here's the answer, but it'll give you some indication on some of these, uh, you know, I don't watch Eagles or Vikings. So yeah. some insiders will tell you what they think, as well as you can see what everyone else gambles. Excuse me. And honestly, like on this one, I was putting in for why I think Philly's going to cover the spread. And it was like, I put in my reasoning because Baker read the signals. There's no way you can fix that in a week, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, that was my reasoning and throw that in there. But then also I'm looking at, hey, in the last, you know, seven days, I'm up 22 bucks because I'm five and one, you know, overall in the last 30 days, 10 and seven, because I've really ramped up when I'm gambling here. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just very I like to see where it's like I don't bet UFC anymore. Why? Because over the last year I've looked at UFC, I'm down like $75 because every time I try and put in a parlay like I'm a moron and I never hit it. You know? Parlays never work. No. I don't know if I've ever hit a parlay. No, I haven't bet many, but I don't think I've hit any. I don't get the people that lo- that love. I, I get I get the thrill of like of hitting it, but man, you lose so many on the one game. How you mm-hmm. can keep going back to that? You know, yeah. it's an abusive relationship when you're in love with parlays. Yep. Instead of road to two seventy two, what I should have done every week was just go out to the casino. Mm-hmm. And put a money line parlay on every NFL game every week. Ooh, okay. So you have to get like what sixteen games right? Yeah. And, and just like five bucks, and it would, I would pay. 
Oh, yeah, I wouldn't say honestly, I wouldn't even waste five. You put two on that type of uh, spread, you, you'll net quite quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But, but think of the last time you've even bet seventy five percent in the NFL. You know, it's I don't know. it's not worth it, man. Last year, and I whipped all your asses. Well, t- true, true. <laughs> uh, the, I was. I'm looking at my other bets. The only other, because I know we don't talk gambling too much on this. No. The other big one that I'm kind of feeling good on, Kansas State at Missouri is only a three-and-a-half-point spread, and that might have even changed since I put the bet in yesterday. K-State's going to win by more than that. Eli Drinkowitz said he can't get his he can't get up for an 11 o'clock game because it's too early. Now, I don't know if that's in jest, but you don't make a joke like that and there not be a little truth to it as well. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, K-State's my pick to win the Big 12. They, they, I mean, they, they better after week one. Yeah, after they, they better start showing that they can compete because, like I said, Texas has has always had the athletes. They're starting to show that they know how to use them now too. Yeah, we know they'll fall off. Texas is going to Texas. Is that your prediction? Texas going to Texas. They're well, well, back. Yeah, I don't know. I I agree. So, well, let's wrap it up here, man. And say any. And say unless you got anything else. Um, I've got nothing. I'm playing a golf tournament on uh, Saturday with Ryan and his brother, my father-in-law. So I'm going to miss a little bit of that uh, college football, but not much because we're teeing off early. So you're talking college football. You ain't watching it this year. You, I might have to suspend you for next week. I'm a busy man. Like, I feel like last year I didn't watch much of Iowa state. Not that I was missing much, but, uh, yeah, get busy on the weekends. So, but no, well, we'll, uh, I'll say we'll catch you all next week. Um, And then, yeah, I appreciate everyone listening. Thanks for hanging with us.